Wazzy Circus Radio, show number one. What up, y'all? Uh, today, we are brought to you by WazzyCircus.com, where we offer comfortable suits and gear for skydiving, affordable. <laughs> also, learn to SkydiveAustin.com, where we combine technology and experience to produce world-class flyers. Rafa Shaw, Dusty Shaw, one of the most imp impressive people I've ever met, let me tell oh, you. thank you, man. I met you... At iFly, sitting on a bench, watching us train and fly every day for like six months. It's the weirdest thing, this kid. He was tiny, too. He's a little skinny little dude sitting there on the bench watching us clean glass, fly flyers, FITPs if he could, I'm sure. I don't know. And he kept asking for a job. And the first dude, who we're not going to mention, right, jackass, uh, told him no. Told him he wasn't a fit for, for iFly. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, fit man. to be an instructor. Someone who should not be calling the shots of who's an instructor. Someone who probably couldn't do one pull-up. <laughs> <laughs> a single pull-up, son, telling this guy. So uh, did it? Did it? Did it stop him? Did it slow him down? You know what? You fucking told me one day in the locker room. He comes up and tells me, <laughs> "I'm gonna be better than who was it at the time?" I was like, "I'm gonna be better than him one day." I was like, dude, you're like a level one. Why don't you chill out on the... No, I'm going to be the best in the world. Best in the world was. At first, I was like, oh, what's this kid saying? And then after a while, I was like, holy shit, this kid's going to be the best in the world. He's not fucking around. You fly your ass off, right? You're dedicated. You're studying. You're watching video. We draw inspiration from you. Gold medalist, dynamic, flyer, coach, instructor extraordinaire, Dusty Shaw. Man, that's some intro. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to that death. Was, uh, yeah, my head's getting big. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Wazzy Thanks, Circus man. model. You're my, you're my dude for the shirts, hey, man. Hey, man, I'm super them glad guns, to be here. Son, them guns. Super excited to be here, especially on this podcast that you're starting, man. Uh, you're an entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm also as well. So I'd love to talk about that. But just to speak on the, the very beginning of when I was 18 years old, that was uh, I was on jump number 13 when that happened. Okay, uh, when you I started hanging out at iFly. Yeah, okay, I started hanging out at iFly. So okay. I started in Spokane, Washington. I did four jumps. thought I was really good. My fifth jump, it was fourth a five-second. Four or the AFFs or yeah, IEDs? No, it was IED. Static so, line, baby. Uh, Me yeah, too. If Step children. People know skydiving. The fifth jump is you climb on the edge of the strut, let go for five seconds, hold a good heading, and then pull. And I held it for 12 seconds, and I pulled at about 800 feet. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, dude. So something was wrong with the AED, and the, the Cypress didn't fire. So I would have had two out. What an intro. Uh, so I pulled uh, I pulled about 800 feet. I was open uh, at about like 200 feet <laughs> and uh, hit the ground pretty hard under canopy. Oh, I was good. And um, walked in, and the owner said, you should quit the course. You're not you know, supposed to be here. And I moved all the way from Colorado, sold everything I had to live in a tent underneath the airplane wing inside Spokane, Washington, where I didn't know anyone there. So where, where in Colorado was this? The, so the first DZ? So I, I, my first one was in Spokane, Washington. Okay. I was born and raised in Colorado. When I was oh, 17. Oh, so you had sold everything to go learn to skydive. Everything. And on your sixth jump, he told you to go get some bowling shoes. Yeah. Damn. Son. Yeah, it was bad. It was That's really heavy. Bad. So I've never been so oh. mad, frustrated in my entire life. He didn't try to turn you into a packer? Nope. 
No, he just told you. And dog. Then she said, "Quit, go back home." I'd have been mad too. You don't belong here. <laughs> I was, I was so, and I, I was scared too. I'm a motherfucker. Why didn't you oh. pull? It was scary. Oh. It was, it was terrifying. Damn. And then one other instructor, and he's an AFF instructor. He said, "You got to do this one more time." Nice. And on the sixth jump, I went up and I said, "I can't do it. I'm not going to jump out." No shit. And yeah, he grabbed both my legs, put me on the side of the plane, and says, "You're not landing on this airplane. Get out and jump." And I climbed on Good the edge of the strut, and I said, "You know what? If I die, that's that's the first moment of my <laughs> life. I was like, if I die, let's let's just make it happen. Let's make this super <laughs> jump." <laughs> so I got a Climbed on the edge of the strut and uh-huh. just let go uh-huh. with a smile, knowing right. that I was going to die. Uh-huh. And I just had a perfect heading, five second, perfect pull. It was amazing. Now I'm uh, I've been skydiving ever since. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Didn't have much money, and that's when I turned 18, or when I had that my 18. I moved to Austin, Texas. My mom is a musician. Mm-hmm. So once awesome I moved lady. there, I was like, you know what? I want to apply to iFly. And that's where I met you for the first time. Right. And uh, you even said, man, you should go work at Google, work at Yahoo or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get some get some money. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. dude, but I, I uh, really want to be, I want to be like you was. I want to be an instructor. Do, do not do that, And kids. Uh, the general manager at the time said, yeah, we'll have a, a good interview with you. And I, I've never been so nervous for an interview in my life. This was going to be a life-changing experience. Yep. And I went up the flight deck, went inside the conference room with the lead instructor and the general manager and the assistant general manager at the time, which I'm not going to say any names. Right. Anyways, the, the interview I thought went really well. I had my card again. I, the <laughs> night before, I wrote down four or five pages worth of notes. Didn't even look at them in the interview because I was so nervous. Oh, and... The, the general manager, you can just tell that it was just going to be a no, even from the beginning. He was just trying to get me out of there. And I was working at Payway at the time. Every day after work, I'd come in and just watch you guys fly. Three or four every hours. Day. Every day. Every day. And, uh, every day. We were like, why don't we give this kid a job? And I was like, meh. Yeah, I said his name. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, I... Uh, so what got, happened? So yeah, you just disappeared. Disappeared, got denied. I just kind of gave up for a couple of years. I went to, I started serving tables again, bartending. And then I was going to be a paramedic because I didn't really know where I was going to go. I just want to help people have some fun with life and not just work in the service industry. But in between, when did you start bodybuilding? Um, right after payway. So after, okay. um, I listen, got guys, he weighed body. 110 soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. Right? I was, yeah. It was about 120, 130. And, uh, I bumped up to about 180 pounds. Yeah. Solid. Uh, it was solid. crazy. Yeah. It was nuts when you came back. We yeah, like, <laughs> He's determined to be I an instructor. Really excited. And, um, I made a hundred dollar tip working at my Cajun restaurant. And I was like, you know what? I'll just come in for a five minute block. Yeah. Just for fun. And I went in, and it was Daniel Levitt and Colin Robb. And they said, hey, you should totally work here. I was like, no way. What? This is happening. It's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> Got <laughs> the interview me, the next day. Me. I put in my two weeks <sighs> the following day. Glory. Started FITP. Glory. And, uh, ever since then, I've been on fire ever since. God bless, man. Yeah. Holy cow, right? To be yeah. denied and come back like, ah, just because. It's uh, You could have spent that $100 on anything. Oh, yeah. Anything. Um, you know? I've never been more happy with the job. I love this job so much. I love traveling. I've traveled to Puerto Rico, St. Martin, Haiti, living on the cruise ship, commissioning other. So explain the, explain the, explain the cruise ship. So once you get to a certain level, you can be um, a trainer and you train instructors on the cruise ship. So there's a there's an iFly on the Royal Caribbeans, 
And the Nightfly is a vertical wind tunnel for all of you who have not done it yet. Yes. Um, indoor skydiving. You, you walk in on the deck and it's right on the, the ocean front. You see the ocean as you're flying in the tunnel. It's an amazing experience. And being the guy that's the instructor and taking through the course. It's a month-long contract. I've never drank so much in my entire is, life. Is that you doing a layout right there? Yes. How'd yeah, you get a center line on the layout, dog? That's perfect. Uh, yeah, that's it right there. That was uh, beautiful. That where is, where was is that? Amazing shot. That was off of Bermuda. Okay. Uh, Bermuda, it's like the Hawaii of the Atlantic. It's on the, the right side, all the way on the other side. Wow. Anyways, that's from Bermuda on the way to Puerto Rico. And yeah, that, it's a good shot. So. That was a good shot. That was a good shot, so. Over the it, ocean. Everybody's got to get their over the ocean shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's got that was the coolest one I think I've seen right there. That uh, cruise ship taught me so much. You know, taught me mm. how to be, you know, leadership qualities and mm. that kind of thing. And I came back to Austin and I learned how to to coach a little bit better and learn how to train people a little bit more. Um, you know, transparent. Be have a little bit the better language of coaching. Cause it's different being a coach in a wind tunnel than, than completely than anywhere different. Else. And um, this is something that happened between us. Uh, I recognized that. Your drive had given you a lot of things a lot easier than other people had acquired them. So your coaching, you weren't really conveying. You didn't understand why they weren't getting it. Yeah. It was so easy for you. You're like, just do this. Yeah, good, good. I'm like, no, man, you got to break it down. And you took that to heart. Oh, yeah. Now, you're one of the best coaches in the building. Nice like, too. you take it step by step. You care. Like, nobody will outcoach you still ever. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Danny Cordido has his style that he's, you know, it's ingrained. You can't mm -hmm. beat it. Tony, like, we, we, we're we all, you're there now. Is mm -hmm. you're, on the, you're on the panel. Right. Now you can look out and be like, no, dude, you didn't explain that right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they had no idea what was going on, you know? And you know, once you are able to convey it, you see him go. How many students have you taken through head down from zeros from to heroes? 15 plus. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole progression, the yeah. whole painful progression. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. Right, and you've done it, and the experience is showing, man. You're hey, kicking ass. Thank you, man. How many competitions have you done? I've done about three competitions. Okay. Three competitions. Um, one of them was with Nick Riedel, uh, in in Houston, Texas, and it was I couldn't Riedel even, Juice. I couldn't even uh, really fly that well <laughs> down. And Nick was like, "You just got to do it, man. Just do it for the experience." And we did. We got right. tenth place. Beautiful. Uh, the next competition was uh, nationals. Uh, mm -hmm. I fly Virginia Beach, 2016. Killer. Uh, we got 11th place, and that was you and Marlon Mahoney. Mahoney, shout out to Marlon up to the women's holding it down. No, he's in Memorial now, holding it down. Yeah. The uh, the rest of it was training. I mean, it's just driving three and a half hours to Houston. Yes. You know, every week just to train with Marlon for a couple hours at a time. It's a lot. It's a lot of it's work. Lot. It's a lot of money. A lot of gas. Driving a, a 2002 Forerunner. Right. <laughs> you know, so you I remember 10, you were doing it. Miles to the you were on the grind, but but uh, it was it was a grind. Um, yeah. And it, it, it taught me motivation. Is really I really want to do this. I really want to get this done. Right. So we had 11th place at Virginia Beach. It was a it was a sad song. We got we got home pretty upset. And then the next competition, we even trained even harder. And we right. went to Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, and we got gold. Gold, got baby, gold from 11. Yeah. Yeah. You two trained yeah. your asses off. Do you have any shots uh, Any shots of those two standing next to the other team of Marta? Didn't you guys have, like, the black suits? Yeah, we did. What was the name of that team? Apex. I find Apex. Apex, yeah. Apex. And he's he's still running Architects. Yes. But now he's doing Architects. a memorial with all those other guys. Yeah. He's and John leader. Walker has left a void because he's gone now. Mm -hmm. So Marlon's probably just killing it down oh, there. Oh, yeah. And he's jumping to Spaceland more. I've seen it because he's oh, closer because yeah. the Woodlands was kind of 
It's kind of weird. Spot. Woodlands, yeah, it's kind of on its own. But after Tampa, Marla mm-hmm. and I, uh, the drive was just getting too much. Mm-hmm. Danny wanted to compete, have a fun little pickup team. That turned into a, a, a serious competitive team. Killer team. We got our own suits. And we <laughs> yeah, we went to... Pretty serious, uh, son. They got their own suits. Now yeah. they've got some pretty rad suits. They, they are very unique suits that they stand out. They look like knights, mm-hmm. right? And um, if you see a lot of competitions, everybody's an all-black slick, right? All-black or they have some color. These guys with total fucking Game of Thrones print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's rad. Look at them. Uh, you know who they are when you see them. And what's the name of that crew? This is iFly Crucible. Crucible, son. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I watch them train um, constantly, every day. Um, it's amazing to see these guys fly over and over. And the best part is watching anybody build the free routine. Mm-hmm. Right? Hey, let's try this. And you're like, ugh. Choreographic. And, yeah. And, if you, yeah. and the free routine is where you have to put on a small show of everything you know and add some trickery in there that nobody's ever seen. You got to wow everybody. And that's hard to do with a bunch of type A driven fighter pilots. That's everybody, you know, yeah. everybody's top gun in these tunnel comps, man. So everybody's the best of w- at what they do. And now it's the best of the best going at it. It's pretty rad. I love this competition. Yeah. Danny's shit. a great teammate. I just want to shout out to Danny. He's a great teammate. He listens. I listen to him. Uh, if we have kind of a little bit of conflicts, we kind of argue it out. And then we kind of make it the best way we want to do. Uh, but the yeah. next competition was Virginia Beach. Uh, Virginia Beach 2017. Um, that was in April. And uh, we were in second place the whole competition till the last one. One of us busted, and that put us back into third place. But we got a podium, and podium. we qualified for Worlds. Podium Worlds. And uh, we are going to Worlds. Well, first, I want to say we're third in the nation, which is super <laughs> exciting to think about. And World Championship. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're the third two best tunnel flyers in the nation. That's what that means. Yeah. Kind of. Well, those that showed up to compete. Right. I know those guys. I know those guys out there. I know you old school guys. Everybody's badass. But as of right now, in this moment, you know, you're up there with the mock tomb kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is big. This is a you're a big deal in the sport right now, mm-hmm. and it's awesome that you guys came out of Austin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Following the footsteps of uh, Javier Serrano and Chris Dixon from a few years ago, when they went out to it was uh, Paraclete XP and they won World War XP or something like that. And I mean, it's pretty rad to have you yeah. know gold medalists and podium holders in our tunnel. Yeah. You know, we're really proud Feels of you really guys. Good. And we get to watch you all day and learn, you know. Well, and the sport in itself, I mean, the the Wittenberg kids that won first place, really cool kids. We were yeah. playing PUBG with them right, right before right. we were hopping into the tunnel. Pericle guys got second place. Andrew Sutton, Michael Brewer, really nice. cool guys. Really cool guys. Really nice guys. Yeah, I still keep up with Andrew every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, Bahrain is happening at the end of October. Mm-hmm. It's a world championship. Bahrain, uh, son. Really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm definitely going to throw that on the vlog, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Really excited for the competition. Uh, training is going to be really immense. We're going to train four days a week, two hours each session. I mean, that's eight hours a week. That's an insane amount. That's like a whole shift of just training in the tunnel. we got to come up with a routine, a choreograph with a, a music to it, add it into it with rhythm. Well, you just want to be different. We want to be our own style. So that's what's going to happen, and we're really excited. Oh, you're there. going to merge freestyle with, with the dynamic routine and make yeah. it sick. I've seen some of the stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, we went oh, you guys are, yeah. I guess you got to fucking keep going, man. You got to keep writing. You got to keep, because, like, you guys, you're scrapping the whole first routine. Yep. It looks like. I yeah, haven't seen anything everything. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Bahrain. Yeah. Uh, what was, is there a cash prize on this? 
I think the cash prize is fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen grand. I think that's what the yeah, cash prize. And is. you'll probably blow that in Bahrain, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> On the uh, hotel, yeah. So, so I, if I'm right, Bahrain is like the party town of the Middle East. It's not. It's not full Muslim, or it is, but it's in the middle. Oh, it's an international country. Right. A lot of people go to Bahrain. Uh, I think it's a little bit east of Saudi Arabia or north okay. north of Saudi Arabia, somewhere around there. It's it, but yes, it is in the Middle East. And it's about a hundred miles from Dubai. But is, is alcohol legal there? Yes. Yeah. It see, is, it's one of those countries. Yeah. So it's similar a, to Qatar. So trust Dubai. Me, for a Muslim, that's Vegas, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the entire country you're from, there is not a drop of alcohol allowed. Yeah. By religious law, you get to Bahrain, you're losing your mind. Like the Mormons, when they get to go, not the Mormons, the, uh, the Amish cats, they yeah, get to they go get for to like go. a year. <laughs> when they're 16 yeah, years old. Yeah, they get to go mob the, the yeah. cities, you know? That's what Bahrain is, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, who You guys got to buy your own tickets? Yes. Yeah, First class tickets. like 10 grand. Son. Yeah. We are going to do <laughs> the cargo <laughs> in the bottom of the airplane uh, for a little over a thousand. <laughs> um, right on, man. Yeah, have you been in? Have you been to Dubai yet? I have never anything? been. I've never been to the Middle East. Okay, I've never been in that side of the world yet. So this is a, a very big experience, even for Danny as well. He's been right. to Dubai, but he's never been to Bahrain. Yeah, so Danny's traveled extensively. Mm-hmm. You know, through the cruise ships. A lot of these guys get to see the world, man. This is a weird awesome over-the-top experience for um young men in this country to become iFly instructors oh yeah because it's not the military man and you get to see the world yeah right and go back to port like you're in the navy or something yeah. like, nah, but you just walk on the boat like a hero because you're mm-hmm. the guy that flies people it's pretty rad yeah. that's pretty rad all right so entrepreneurship something you mentioned um we both work at a tunnel that's slow enough <laughs> to offer us time to think about what we would do outside of iFly which is something that a lot of people can't do. They don't have the luxury that we don't have the luxury either. We're just broke, right? That's how that goes. We're just not making any money. Um, but in that time, we have a, we've developed a very strong bond. Like our team is like amazingly tight. We do have a very oh, strong team. My God, that locker room is fun. Yeah, it's the funnest place on earth. And I've never I've I've worked at a lot of places. Skydive Dallas kind of matched it and fun. Well, no way. Yeah, Casey Anderson and uh, Eugene Edwards Fetus, us three together, was a was this much fun you know and you find it in teams that get along well we just dude it just goes down in that room Mm -hmm. and also we bounce ideas off each other Um, and businesses have been born yeah and people are moving up and moving out and going part-time because things that were born in that locker room have come to fruition yeah just like this podcast was born in that locker room right man i could do that and we were it was a day that you was it you or somebody were like we should just put a mic in here and podcast yeah, that yeah, people be me. cracking yeah, yeah. up right i was like man yeah um i've got to l- work on wazicircus.com a lot i got to launch learn to skydive austin.com out of mm-hmm. that locker room and develop the entire training program out of that locker room danny cordito's got his real estate stuff together he's got yeah, his he's site launching he's good yep he's doing the books uh you have launched diatonic designs i have yes right which is amazing so um, at the end goal, before I talk about my entrepreneurial journey, my end goal is to develop a skydiving helmet. I want to develop a, a really futuristic skydiving helmet that's totally different from any helmet that's ever been created. And the only way I'm going to get that, I need money. I need right. a lot of money. So yes. my entrepreneurial journey, I want to start a, uh, a product. I want to create this product, not patent, 
very small weight, so it's easy to ship. So I found suppliers. I talked to my suppliers, and I developed this first aid kit for, for pets. And I picked what products I want to put in there. I bet you guys weren't expecting to hear that. Yeah, I'm starting to sell on Amazon, uh, yep. and I started marketing. I created a commercial for Amazon, and I um, I created the like the, the listing for Amazon. I try to make it the best that I could. It's my own company. My, I'm an LLC member. I'm an, a, a CEO of my own company. It's cool to see that, getting that in the mail. There it and is. There I, it is, you guys. You can buy it right now. Buy it right now. Now, listen. Listen. Okay, I'm not going to mess this up, the mess up the journey, because you're going to tell it. But this dude, and I don't, I don't care, he had a vision. He had a vision given to him, and he followed it step by step, and he added, dude, God works in mysterious ways. We all know that. And when it moves, he moves. And he gave him the edge on something. I mean, like, you didn't come up with that on your own, right? From the conversations we had, like, he was never like, hey, man, you know, how's your dog? Like, <laughs> right? He, 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 it, this was given to him. And then you've inspired me. I'm, I'm going to give it back to you, but, like, I'm going to follow your Amazon route with my shirts. Mm -hmm. And I can because you've done it. And you've shown right. me to do You've inspired. You've so inspired me and everyone around you with this. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how big this is about to be. You know what I mean? So how did you, let, let's go back. It's, a, it's an awesome pet rescue kit. It has a bowl, a water bowl in there that you can't get with other kits. It has a couple other things. But why? Where did that come from? Tell me the whole thing. Okay. So I found this way to sell fulfillment by Amazon. I, something called fulfillment by Amazon, which means I don't do anything. Which means all the products go to the Amazon warehouse. You get the Amazon warehouse to ship all your products to different homes. How uh, did you, wait, Amazon let's, Prime. Let's, let's drop back. And then the where, product. Where like did the, the vision finding. come? So I was finding some product research. What do I do? How do I get a good product so I can give this to Amazon to make it sell well? I can market it and it's not packed. So you had nothing. I had nothing. <laughs> I had Understand this, things. people. He's like, yo, I want to sell something where I don't have to do anything. And I'm going to use Amazon. That's all you had. That's all I had. And I'm going to make it light and I want it to sell a lot. Yes. So I had this tool to look up good product research on something that weighs less than two pounds, easy to ship, something I can market, and something that's cute, fun for babies, pets, something that people would use, people that don't really need, but I want to give them the incentive that they do need, right? Because okay. if you have pets, which is half of America, you know, right. that's a big market to use. Right. And I did this for about three weeks looking for product research. I didn't know what I would do. In the middle of the night, I just woke up immediately and I'm a huge believer in God, a really big believer. And I was like, God, just give me a dream. What do I use? What do I sell on Amazon? I want to make this happen. Woke <laughs> up literally in the middle it, of the baby, night, you'll get it. 3.30 in the morning, I woke up wide awake. I said, oh my God, I think I found it. And I looked in, I found this product. I said, this is it. This is going to be my product. I'm going to, I'm going to sell this product. And it wasn't, it was similar to that. And then I kind of made it my own little creative style. Right. And ever since then I've been selling, I just started about a week ago selling this first aid kit yep. and I'm doing very well. I already yeah. made all my money back. Yep. Uh, started six months ago, made it all back. And uh, now I'm here. Dude sold his skydiving equipment to get this done. I and I remember like, I was like, Rafa, never sell your gear, dude. Like, you know, don't do that. I didn't understand why you were doing it. Right. Right? I, I was like, you don't want to get out of the sport. But you're selling, you're like, I got dreams. Well, I got dreams. I was like, what are you going to do? I'm going to make a helmet. I was like, not with $2,500, dog. Yep. You know, like you're selling your gear, man. And then, um, no, and then you came up with this and you started pushing it. Yeah. And wow. So most vision. of the money that is going to be made, profited from this Amazon <gasps> selling is going straight to the this this helmet, the skydiving right. helmet. Right. So this 
the my entrepreneurial journey doesn't just end on fulfillment by Amazon. Right, it right, ends right. in, in developing by my, Amazon. my own patent and my own helmet. And right. like, I'm going to change the world with this helmet. Right. And I need the money and I'm going to use Amazon to, to supplement that. Awesome. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that that helmet that you've been speaking about, and I don't want to give away anything about it at all, but it's so awesome that I believe you could crowdfund that. That's and not have to worry about just let your entrepreneurial be your entrepreneurial yep. and maybe offer this to the community because we're going to benefit from a dope helmet. You know, um, some helmets, the rubber functions run out. Now, mm -hmm. new helmets are using magnets. You can't beat that. Right. Um, have you spoken to them? You should speak to them. So I know it's just a dude. It's one guy that's making the Sky Systems. Yeah, the Sky Helmet. And Eric Dude's Michael knows garage. him. Yeah, Eric Michael knows him. Yeah, it's um, what? Shout out to Ghost Squad. Shout out to Ghost Squad, Michael <laughs> Eric. Those helmets, the, they're all the same. Tonefly just came out with uh, their brand new helmet, the the, the TFX. That's the but it, that one's crash rated. It is. It is crash rated. Wait, Tonefly did no. Cookie came out with a crash rated helmet. I'm not sure if Tonefly. No, Tonefly did the TFX. That okay. that was the Tonefly one. Right. So the Cookie uh, helmet, um, plastic, not much safety rating. The TFX helmet is a full face, uh, and it's crashed, you know, crash rated. Uh, my helmet, the the visor is totally different. Uh, there's no magnets, um, right? And I, it's very difficult to, to speak about because I yeah, don't want to give no, any no. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I will say, um, it will change the entire game. It's not just for skydiving. It's not just for wind tunnel body flying. You know, it could be downhill skateboarding. It could be white water rapids. It could be scuba diving. There's many things that this helmet can can beat, and it's a universal helmet because I don't want to just put the mark in the skydiving, right. but this will be a skydiving helmet. And if it's crash rated, it becomes an anything helmet. That is correct. And um, I ride my G3s on the on the trails, like uh, when I go mountain biking. Yeah. yeah, I I enjoy it. I like it. I like the full face. Um, I tend to get close to twigs and trees, you know, and I don't want to move my face. I just take it with the helmet on, you know, I'm hauling ass. Yeah. Uh, Winston rides at night. If I was to ride at night, I'd definitely want to visor. Oh, yeah. You know, because, man, so I'm with an all-around helmet, mm -hmm. you know, but mine's not crash, you know, the cookie's not crash rated. Right. The G3s, guys, are not crash rated. And that's what we use at iFly for the instructors. Yeah, so the, the end goal is to, to complete this helmet, hopefully by the end of 2019, and start production by 2020. I do have a supplier that's going to um, kind of help me build this helmet in a mass, you know, production type way. Right on, right on. All right, so what's next with flying? I know your theory about flight is completely different than what I remember. It Well, no, anything I know. Like, your body form now is different. Where are you developing this from? What is What, what are you thinking about dynamic? Wait, how about this? Give me an explanation of what dynamic flying is. Dynamic flying, uh, there's kind of three or four different panels of do it, but I'll just kind of do the main one. There's dynamic. There's speed routes where you can do fast speed dynamic flying mm -hmm. um, or dynamic flying of just fun lead and follow. That's what we usually do. When we just want to have fun, we just one person does a certain move and another person does a certain move, and then that person follows that person. You can make a game with it right. or just lead and follow. You know, you have fun with your friends. The best time to fly is with your friends. You can't fly solo. You always want to fly with your buddies. Right. And that's kind of what dynamic flying is. So static flying is you're not moving. You sit flying, head down, that's kind of stuff. Right. Um, I also take dynamic flying in the sky. You know, you can use it to fly, you know, angles 
instead of just docking and then doing a spin and docking dynamic flying, you're always moving. There's never a time when you're not moving. Right. That's what makes it so fun, especially in the wind tunnel. Right. It kind of translates to movement. Mm -hmm. Like dynamic means movement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's speed, there's the set rounds, and then there's the free round. Correct. Right. Free round is dynamic mixed with a little bit of freestyle. Um, I personally like dynamic more than freestyle. Everyone kind of has their own creative style in the wind tunnel, which makes which what makes it so beautiful. Is the their own? It's not just technique; it's style. It's how smooth you are. How, you know, how much rhythm do you really have when you're right. flying in the tunnel? You know, it's it's like a dance. It's it's, it's really an art. What, it, what yeah. it really is. People don't get that. There's a rhythm to flying. And once oh, yeah. You can get the rhythm and the rhyme. But I try to yeah. When you start teaching dynamic, like coming out of the layouts, going into the next out phase carve, it's not uh uh fly here go stop. Mm -hmm. It's a it's it's you fly down. You catch the wind. You use it. You come across. You catch it again. You're flying with rhythm. When you're flying with your buddies and you hit that rhythm. It's called flow. Yeah, it's a flow state. Really you can get is. to a flow state, and flow state is when you're so focused on something that you lose all else. Right? right. Isn't that flow state? Where like, like it's just like your soul is there, and it, you know, um, you can find it in snowboarding. I'm sure people find it running and biking, but in, in the tunnel, if you're not a hundred percent focused, you're gonna hit the glass. Yeah, hard. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? But but once you're in and you can feel it, you enter a state, and I think it's. For me, I don't get it unless it's like three to four minutes in of straight flying on one block. I can't hop in for two minutes, get flow, then hop out. Right. You know, I get in, I get flying, you get loose, but it takes us like the fourth, fifth minute in. It's like, you know what they're going to do by the way they twist their shoulder. You know what's next. You don't have to watch. You know, yeah. you're in a flow state. You're like almost, it's magical, man. Yeah. It is so much fun. So we try to do it on Sunday mornings sometimes, but I used yeah. to work Sunday mornings. At, I don't work. Sunday mornings anymore by the grace of God <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, yeah I need to fly more I keep telling you you're pushing me now thank you yeah you know I'm learning it's just it's, it's things are so technical but you guys don't make it of course you don't make it look technical you just right. it's just you just going through your things but it's like this here that there and I'll throw this watch out that way and come back it's like oh my god yeah it'll it, it's overwhelming it's, it's just as fun you know teaching you know, just right. showing like, hey, follow me. Let me show you. And right. kind of moving around with them and, and coaching them and showing them the, the way of the, the dynamic force. And yeah, the, way the dynamic. And the, the good form and the bad form and what's to expect and what's not. There's an American way to fly. There's a European way to fly. And it's all different. That's what right. makes it so great. So what would you call this new form of flying that like Cordido and you do to where, you know, dynamic is kind of set layout, maybe bottom loop, come across, carve, where you guys would be like barrel bottom loop transition out face weird switch come down flare like it's not normal dynamic it's contem contemporary i don't know how to label something that doesn't exist but it exists because you're doing it but i have right. what do you call it it's 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 beyond now it's so dynamic it's, it's like um it's a mix between dynamic flying and freestyle and trick flying and american style and european it's all conglomerated into one movement and right. our goal is just never stop, stop moving. moving. And it's never exactly stop what they never stop exactly. moving. There's no, there's no dead time through the layout to the other. The, you're doing something to something to something, and it's constant movement and it's constant change, 
and it is clockwork badass. It really is. It really is. It really is. It's hard to comprehend what just happened, and now you're going to the next thing. And I find myself in there throwing stuff I've never thrown before, yep. and just coming through, put my arm, here we go, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope for we, the best. It just happened, you know. I just, I did it, you know. Yeah. You know that feeling, I did it, you know. Danny and I had a really long talk, and at the end of the talk, we just said, no matter what, it just has to be different than everyone else. It right. has to change the game. Uh, it, you look at Babe Ruth. You know, it, it's, it has to just change the whole, the whole game of, of the sport, and that's what that's what our goal is. Cocaine changed the game for Babe Ruth. If y'all didn't, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's yeah, how we call yeah, yeah. it. Which is awesome. Shout out to Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and you know what? I've seen it. You know, I've been in the sport six years now, pretty immersed, and every year. I get my mind blown, and I'm like, there's no way we can go further than that. Yep. There's no way it's going to be cooler than that but right there. right? And then here it comes. There's a barrel roll in there. There's a breaker thrown in. Or they're going to flare that weird thing and go back the other way you never thought possible. Mm -hmm. right? And now people are exploring head up like it's brand new. Right. right? Breakers and, man, there's something. I can't explain it. Which I can't even explain it. When you guys come out of the layout halfway, stand up, turn, and then spin out and go, mm -hmm. whatever the hell that is. Yeah, the best way to get better is to... You know, watch other people fly, watch people in Europe fly, watch people in, in Orlando fly, watch people, you know, right. all these old school flyers mixed with new school flyers and you just kind of make it your own. And it's right. rapidly evolving. Right. I mean, indoor sky, I mean, even when I started two and a half years ago was, was nothing. Right. You know, it was, right. it, there wasn't much like, um, I want to say new school stuff of having your legs super straight. And now that's kind of the thing is leg straight. It's kind right. of like it's in little fad and it's just, it's constantly evolving. Well, we didn't have the, um, we didn't have the material back then mm -hmm. to really pursue. Um, like, if okay, if you didn't have a million dollars, it was going to be impossible to be great. Right. Right? Like, um, what you just said, watch the flyers in Europe, watch the flyers here, go to Orlando. You can't do that back in yeah. the day. But now with YouTube, there's enough video and content out there that if you don't have all that money, you can still study people. Exactly. You can still learn styles. Okay. We've hit on some pretty hardcore points about the, the future of flying and how amazing it is, how hard it is even for us, right? How do we keep people who are just beginning interested and not overwhelmed that they'll never get there? So there's a catch. Uh, flying in the tunnel is incredibly expensive. Yeah. And something that I can do in the tunnel, um, a simple move to a, a direction change, to a, a spin and back and forth, to get to that level of how much time I flew, I probably dropped 250 grand inside that wind tunnel. But I work there, so we get you know a certain amount of free allotted time that we're we're given. Now, if somebody comes up to the tunnel and they say, "Oh, I want to fly like that. I want to be like that," you only want to motivate them because right. I would never think that I could do something like that. There's people that make the same amount of money that that I make as an I fly instructor, which. Not gonna explain no. how much. <laughs> That's I why mean, we all have separate businesses. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I started my entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> but the same, make about the same amount of money that I make, and they say I still want to do that, right. and they always find a way. Mm -hmm. No matter what it's you want to do, even if they have to pay for the time, they're still gonna try, and they still want to be the best they want to do. That's right. Now that leads on to who's your coach? 
what do you want to be? Do you want to be a dynamic flyer and fly really like flowy art? Or do you want to be a trick flyer? You go to Drew Steele and you want to learn a triple backflip twist, which there's no way I can learn how to do that. I can't even do a a regular backflip twist. So what do you want to look like and who do you want to be? That's who your coach is going to be. Then it's going to start coaching fees and all that. But at the end goal, if you really want to be that person in the tunnel, you go to them, ask for coaching. So coaching. Coaching is key, otherwise you're burning money. And you yes. guys, I'm I'm so serious. Like, you think you can go in there and work it out, man. And I know it gets annoying, but uh, I would go to learn. And if you're not going to learn, try to express that to us. But then you try something new, and it's our job on the line if you hurt yourself. So right. it's kind of hard for us not to jump in there. And then yeah. the big brother's watching, you got to pay coaching. That's just the way that goes. Um, so here we go. Brand new skydiver that wants to be amazing at both <laughs> it's tough like how do you exp- how i guess you get i guess the answer to this question is going to be fine balance in your own life because you're gonna to have to sacrifice something right yeah to, to get this done um only advice i can say is yes yeah, sacrifice you know yeah, yeah you want to go grab that pair of shoes or that lunch you got to think about a load on the weekend or a five-minute block with, with your coach yeah you know uh, um it's an education that you need to invest in yourself to get better because it makes you safer is how I would put that. Totally like agree. You should totally dedicate time in the tunnel. If a skydiver wants to be a better skydiver in the free fall category, there's free fall and there's canopy. Right. They want to be a better free faller. They have to go in the tunnel. They are out of their minds if they do not spend more than 40% of all their money in the tunnel. That's true. Agreed. With, with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, Rafa Shah, what's, what's next for the future? Well, right now it's kind of on cruise control, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get more sales, develop that commercial for the Pet First Aid Kit, and I'm going to see if it, that? yeah. It's on cruise control, baby. It's I'm just trying to control. make this So I'm slowly work. making money. Yeah. I've been yeah. selling. I haven't really been doing it, been, been making pretty good residual income. Um, I think in the next uh, year or so, I will go down to part-time, and then I will quit iFly, and I will just be a coach. You know, I like to travel the world. I want to use my money. I'm also, my other entrepreneurship is vlogging. I want to vlog. I want to vlog yeah. my life. And I want to be this inspirational, motivational person that which, can inspire you people. Are. Yeah. And that's, that's what I want to do. And I want to, I want to video that and put it on social media. And I want people to get inspired to be like, I want to be like that. That's who I want to be. Right. Right. And that's, that's essentially what's going to happen in the next couple of years. And hopefully we'll work with some future projects together. We want to go to the USPA PIA conference and do yep. a dual vlog between, is it going to be diatonics? Is it going to be the name of the, the vlog or? I think it's Dusty Shaw. Dusty Shaw. It's just going to be Diatonics, right, right. my company, and right, right. So, watch yeah. that grow. So we'll do a Wazzy Circus Radio, Dusty Shaw podcast together. We'll be seeing you a lot. Um, people can see you on the um, competition circuit. Yep. You'll be in Bahrain. Uh, we're both available at iFly Austin uh, for a limited time, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like he just said, um, even if we were to hit millions, we'd still be coaches. We'd right. still be involved. I'd probably still instruct. I like kids. Yeah. I like flying little kids around. People get sick of that. That's just like the best for me. Yeah. And if I quit, I could never afford to let my boys fly the way yeah, they do. Because that is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Your kids fly a lot. A lot. <laughs> There's no way I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> At yeah, all. Yeah, man. Looking, really looking yeah. forward to the future. Future is very, very, very bright. I have uh, an amazing girlfriend, Jackie. She's going to take care of me and it's going to be good.
But uh, Jackie. Jackie. Jackie Wong. Jackie yeah, Wong. shout out to Jackie Wong. Is she still doing the what is it? What is the makeup thing? So she's doing Arbon, which Arbonne. is like a, a multi-level marketing, which I would think always fails. No matter anyone who that starts that always fails. And she is killing. She gets like three or four signups a week, which is insane. Awesome. Uh, she has a very high social media following, and I think that helps a lot. Right on. Shout out to Jackie. Uh so no rig as of yet. What do you want? A rig. Well, what rig, right? Yeah. My favorite color is used, y'all. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, okay, here we go. It happens. Boom. What do you want, Rapa Shah? What would you get? First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to buy my mom a Subaru WRX. And I want to bless her with that. And she wants a little puppy bulldog. And my mom has no idea that I'm starting this company. Right and uh, I'm not going to show her this podcast at all. <laughs> She's the only one that's not going to see right the on. podcast. Right uh, the whole, most of the family knows page. except my mom. She's gonna see it. But she thinks I make, you know, an iFly instructor wage. Right, and you're kicking and ass. she knows that I'm not really starting any company. She knows I don't have any money. Right and I'm just going to bless her with an amazing car awesome. uh, and a cute little bulldog. And awesome. just, she took care of me throughout everything. Awesome. But what, that's beautiful, but what rig? I'm talking skydiving, baby. A what rig. do you want? Like, what would you any company you're standing there what would you get i would get a vector 304 pretty specific very yeah good. vector 304 <laughs> with a saber 2 120 a saber 2 why a saber 2 over a crossfire or a because all the canopies that i've flown has been a saber 2 and I'm, I'm just comfortable with them very good i went from a 170 to a 150 and shout I, out pd I think there's, there's nothing wrong with them 135 uh, and then, yeah, I want to do 120. Yeah, right on. That's a, that's an awesome parachute. Yeah. All right. Any res- uh, reserve preference? It's a, no, 126. It's just a PD. I think it's just a PD. Before design. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, uh, what about ADs? Do you have a preference? Uh, yeah, Cypress. Cypress 2. Yeah, that's it. It's the only <laughs> one I've ever owned. It's the only right one on. I've done. Right um, on. So I would, I would definitely use a Cypress. Right on, man. Um, yeah. All right, so any shout-outs for anybody? Anything you want to wrap up? No, I'm I'm really excited to be here, and I'm really excited for you to start your awesome entrepreneurial journey. And this is episode one, and this is going to change the one. game. And I couldn't have done it with a better person, man. You're the nicest person I've ever met on Earth. He's the most Thanks, genuine boss. person I have met on this planet. I'm not kidding, dude. Ever since I've met you, I always I thought it was an act because it was so genuine. Yeah. Like you're, oh, <laughs> this is this is awesome. I was asking Rafa to watch the boys one night. And I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, want some beer, want some wine, or, you know, roll you up some. He's like, he's like, oh, no, I would never bring anything like that around your kids. I was like, oh, I was offering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to leave you in the garage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Reading them Bible stories. Yeah, together. I love it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I love it, man. Love you, Rafa. That was oh, awesome. Too, man. Hey, guys, Wazzy Circus Radio, uh, executively produced by Cole Knappenberger. Man, shout out. Much love. Check us out on wazzycircus.com and anywhere podcasts are offered. Thanks, man. Thank you for yourself, buddy. Later, yo.